great Scott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Backtrack. I'm your host, Connor Norton. Today, I'm joined by, once again, the slacker of slackers, Marvin Berry's own uh, Johnny B. Good, my brother, Caden. Hello. He's back. How welcome back. How you doing? You, the, uh, you're the famous guest from, you know, obviously the SpongeBob SquarePants movie and Space Jam, and now you're here to talk about ba Back to the Future. Of course, the Holy Trino tr Trilogy. Trilogy. Back to... Back to the Future, SpongeBob, and Space Jam. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> those all go together. Mm -hmm. I thought you meant this trilogy, because Back to the Future is a great trilogy. I mean, yeah, it's one of the best trilogies, <laughs> but there's a better one. What? SpongeBob, Space Jam, and Back to the Future. <laughs> okay. what, is that, what is that trilogy called? Is that a... The uh, SSB. The SSB trilogy? Okay, got it. Catchy. Is it all interconnected? <laughs> Somehow it is. I can't go into <laughs> can't it right into now. The, the theory that it's all connected. <laughs> They're all the same world. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here to talk about uh, one of our favorite movies for sure. Shared favorite movies. Of all time. Um, in case you guys don't know for this podcast, this is a podcast we like to go back, look back at movies and things that we've grown up with and are nostalgic for and just kind of give a big old just deep dive commentary recap of all those movies and uh, we have a whole catalog going so go ahead and listen to some more of them if you like, if you like what we're doing. Go ahead. But today is all about Back to the Future. And we're talking about Back to the Future 1, the first Back to the Future movie. We'll have you back in the concurring weeks. Every other week, you will be with us for Back to the Future 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. That will be exciting. That will be fun. Awesome. Because two weeks from now, after the, the day this one releases, is the day that they go into the future in Back to the Future 2. Interesting. the same day, besides the year. So <laughs> that's why it's adding up to this. I missed 2015. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he didn't. He traveled... 30 years into the future and not, not 35. 35 years into the future. Because, Good choice. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's all bad. Talk to me about this. What is your first experience with Back to the Future? I'm assuming I'm the one who showed it to you at some point. Probably. Um, I know we had the uh, DVDs, the trilogy yep. DVDs. It was like one of the anniversary editions of DVDs. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know when I first watched it, but I know I watched it. Okay. And when did you start feeling like, uh, like, like loving it? Cause you, did you just automatically love it the first time or did you have to kind of like, cause it's pretty recently that you've kind of like, oh my gosh, like you're loving it, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, I think I always loved it. I always thought it was really good, but as I got older, I was like starting to notice more and more things, you know, little references to like earlier in Like in pop stuff. culture and stuff. Yeah, but also, like, earlier in the movie when they call back to something. You know, I don't really catch that when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, from all the different ones. So for me, I, so awesome awesome to point out that Halloween is coming up this month. Mm -hmm. But I was I was Marty McFly for Halloween one year. Oh. And we did a whole group thing where uh, Cameron was Doc. Oh, had, nice. We had a bunch of people be Biff and, remember, and George think... McFly. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We didn't have a DeLorean, obviously, but it was one of the <laughs> trunk or treat things that we did, and that was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, so I guess it doesn't fly for October. But for me, I, I remember being shown... I was, didn't grow up in Back to the Future. It was shown to me at some point, like in high school. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know how. I just randomly, we got the DVD or something, and like I was like instantly loved it. Loved all three of them. Always loved all three of them. Mm -hmm. I always get, you always hear people who say, Back to the Future 2 or Back to the Future 3, which one's better? But they're nowhere near close to the first one. But I'm like, no, no, they're all perfect. They're I all love good. All I love great. all of them, man. I, I think it's one of the best trilogies ever made. I think all the movies blend perfectly into each other. Yep. I mean, it wasn't planned to be a trilogy, obviously, and you can, we can kind of get into that when we get into the other episodes and the other episodes of the of the show, whatever. But man, I love I love Back to the Future. To me, it's like one of the most perfect movies, like ever made. It's yeah, such a, it's, it's such a movie. It is perfect. It's such a movie. I can't think of a flaw. Well, I can think of flaws, <laughs> but like in terms of like a movie, movie is like oh, this is like what a movie. It all Should holds be. together, you yep. know? Yeah. 
the second one I enjoy more, but I think the first one is definitely well more well made. Yes, as, it's like a perfect perfect yeah, but blend. Just it's the second a... one is because the first one, the second one is Builds so on fun. It. Yes, it's so much fun, especially watching them all back to back. Because you you and I watched two and three back to back like a few months ago. Yeah, that was awesome during the quarantine, and we were just like, wait, what? Oh my god! And you were getting so into it, and I was like, yes, yeah, he understands. I, I have I hadn't seen them in so long. I haven't at least the second and third one. I haven't seen in so long. Yeah, we we'll, we get into the spoilers of the second one, but obviously, you know, he goes back to nineteen fifty five, then he has to go back to eighteen eighty five, and just how they all bleed together. It's and so amazing. Chills. Every, it's actually amazing. I get chills every ending of all these movies <laughs> for sure. I love it so much. Well, let's just jump into the movie. All right. <laughs> so, Back to the Future starts off obviously with Doc's shack, if you will, <laughs> his garage, his garage, yeah. house. Uh, and when you're watching it, you realize that, like, oh, this is actually his original place from 1955 that he's moved into. Yeah, I didn't know that until you pointed that out to me. Yeah, because, like, he sold his estate, and you're seeing all of his, like, junk and everything hanging out all over the house, and it's, it looks disgusting. Like, he has just, like, garbage and fast food wrappers yeah, and sodas gross. just sitting here. It's a dog food contraption. He has a lot of gizmos and gadgets going, like, a lot of inventions that things are going on, and you see, like, the newscast and all the clocks there's a million clocks in there. They're all precisely 25 minutes slow. Marty shows up, and we don't see Marty for the for a little bit. He's kind of explaining, oh, hey, Doc, wait, wait, what's up? Where are you at, guys? And he's, like, so cool, and he's with his skateboard and his backpack and his guitar and his yep. sunglasses and aviators and, you know, jean jacket. World's <laughs> smallest guitar, I might add. Yeah, it's the smallest guitar. It has the biggest power. <laughs> and he goes up to the amp and starts turns it on and, and blasts himself. What do you so? What do you make of Marty McFly? He's a cool cat. I assume we don't really get to know this, but I think he's very popular in high school, like a Ferris Bueller type. Is he popular though? Because he, really, like he, he only hangs out with this old man, <laughs> and that's something we can kind of get into. What is their relationship? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's like because if like Doc was like an ex- shadowing him or something. Because like D- Marty's not at school. He doesn't like no, school. He's not. He's really too. S- he's too cool for school, <laughs> but. It would make sense, like, oh, maybe he's an ex-professor or something. He, like, took a liking to him. But that wouldn't make sense because Marty wouldn't want to no. be learning maybe. science. It's not even like he likes to learn the science. He's always, like, fumbling around. It's yeah. just it, They're just friends. It's just so yep. weird that they're just, like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're just, just buddies. Pals. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why, why are they just buddies? I don't know. They, well, don't, they don't explain it. But we don't need to know. So why, why tell us with <laughs> boring exposition? You don't need to know. Yeah, they're just like, oh, hey, what's up, Doc? And then Doc, call, Doc calls Marty, and he's just like, don't oh, think what, about what, it. What are you doing? Don't yeah. think of it. And they, they he, like, he calls him at my home at one point too. Yeah. Like he knows his home number. It's just wow. Yeah. What are they, like what are they do? Like what are they doing? It's just funny. It's not even like he's like a scientist. No, he's just this kid that they're just friends. They're, old, just, they're old just old dude. This, this old quack scientist that's in this like garage. Mm-hmm. It's just so. It's just, it's one of those things you don't ever think about, but like, why? Until you think about it, Why are you friends? (laughs) This makes no sense. It's like what Mr. Strickland was saying. It's like, why do you hang out with them? That's (laughs) right. He's crazy. So maybe Mr. Strickland's right all along. Maybe he's the good guy. He's looking out for the best interests of the kids. Maybe. Maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with old men. (laughs) He's like, why are you hanging out with this random (laughs) Doc Doc Brown? (laughs) But we don't see Doc Brown. Doc Brown has an epic entrance later on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Marty, he's a... He's, like, too cool for anything. Like, he, if this is a movie where, like, there's no arc for Marty. No. Marty just is cool, and he, time has to change for Marty to get even cooler. 
Like mm-hmm. he changes everything around him before he <laughs> before he changes before he before he goes an any kind of arc or transformation, which is kind of a cool. I don't know. It's like the only movie that kind of pulls it off really well. The character. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't need an arc. You don't need. Not all movies need arcs, but most movies do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it and like that's the thing. It's like you don't really think about that until you you really think about it you know marty doesn't have an arc in this movie but like it doesn't matter because he doesn't need it he's too cool he's, he's too, too cool. cool for movie arcs he doesn't need it <laughs> um but yes this takes place obviously in hill valley marty's 1985. hometown 1985 times is very important in this movie obviously because of time travel right mm-hmm. um doc calls him is like oh i need you to come pick me up and i need or meet me at the mall twin pines mall make sure you meet me there 120 uh, a.m he's like oh all right doc you know what oh Okay, I, I gotta go to school. I'm late for school. You, you set your clocks 25 minutes slow. And why did he do that? <laughs> time travel experiment? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Something to do with time? He has to make sure the clocks are... I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It just it doesn't whatever. matter. It's cool. It's a cool <laughs> opening. Then we get the song. I'm late That's for school. That's the power of love. Needle drop. This movie has great needle drops. I have a question for you. Yeah. So, do you think that they put in the power of love song? Do you think they put that in there because... It's just because it's like it's the central theme of the movie, or is it just a dope song? It's just a dope song. Are you sure it's not the central theme of the movie? Because it's all about Marty trying to get back to see his his girlfriend Jennifer, and also the power of love is what makes him stay alive and getting his parents together in the 1950s. Mm, interesting. It's all about <laughs> the movie's it's about the central love. theme. It's about the yes, the movie's about love. Back to the Future is about love. Know. Quote it right now. Okay. Well, I just think it's a dope That's song. A re- I saw that poll on Twitter one time, and now I'm okay. like, oh, it, is it just a dope <laughs> song, or is it the central theme of the movie? It's the power of love. Yeah, that's interesting. That's the I never power about of that. love. And Marty's too cool. He's you know he's on a skateboard. He's on the back on of the, the cars. cars. He's going around, and everyone's just like, what are you doing on the back of my car, kid? You know. But they, they don't question it. No, they don't. Like, they're like, oh, they just look like, back. What are we gonna do? This kid again. I can't. I can't get off. I can't get him off the car. <laughs> but he's late for school, and Jennifer is there. His girlfriend Jennifer, which will bring, come up in later movies that the actor change yeah you know yeah we'll talk about that later uh he shows up for school but he's late and then mr strickland catches him he's like oh you do i hear you hanging out with dr emmett brown mcfly <laughs> and he's like this strickland he's guy kooky. this strickland guy is like the dean he's like what the hall monitor dean principal he's the principal principal yeah and he's just there to but just he, he rain on the kids parade. very very close to marty like <laughs> his their face? nose touches yeah that's right and he's and just like he's just what yell- are you doing he's yelling at him he's like you're, you'll never amount to anything in the history of Hill Valley. Oh Nobody fly ever amounted to anything. <laughs> well, history's going to change. Perfect line. Great line. Amazing. Setting up the rest of the movies going forward. Yeah, the writing in this movie is just absolutely insanely perfect. Everything comes back. Everything comes back at Except, a later time. Well, this movie, they didn't obviously know there's going to be sequel stuff because there's nothing that has to do with him being a chicken or anything like yeah. that, that ever that ever comes up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what do you make of Jennifer and Mr. Strickland? What do you? What's your thoughts on them? Uh, Mr. Strickland is not good at his job because you know, why would you tell a kid that they're never going to amount to anything? Because he's a slacker. He's a slacker. Yeah. It's just weird to me. I guess the 80s. Do you like Mr. Different. Strickland? Do you think like I like him? I, I like him. I just don't like him as a person, but I, I like his character, I guess. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I've never thought about I've never thought about them themselves. Okay. What about Jennifer? She's, she's cool. You don't really see her a lot. No, they they also bring her to the future, and they didn't want to bring her to the future. Like they no. at the end of the movie, they're like, "Oh, we we got tied, and we didn't want to have her in the next movie, but we kind of got stuck with her." So that's why she kind of passes out immediately, goes and then, away, and then we never see her ever again until the end of no. the third one. Um, but yeah, I I I like Jennifer. I think she's she's 
a good match for Marty. They have good chemistry, I think. I yeah, like, they do. I like how they, they, they interact and stuff. Mr. Strickland is just like that Dean character that's so mean. It's just like the perfect archetypical 80s, 80s villain authority type authority figure. figure. And she's like, oh, Which, can I go now, Mr. This Strickland? movie is very much more of like an 80s movie than the other two. Uh-huh. Like with the, like the teen and the authority figures are just awful. Well, you have that in the other ones too. I know, but this one is just feels like more of like the typical 80s movie yeah teen comedy well yeah this one came out 1885 yeah or 1985 (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine it came out 1885 which is like a silent film or whatever yeah um but yeah so he gets late he gets the tardy slip he goes to try out for the band doesn't make the band cut because he's too darn loud his base so marty's happy (laughs) marty's slack he doesn't know what's going on you know he can't he can't get us your break you know no uh fun fact for you the band guy huey lewis Huey Lewis? Yeah. The Huey Lewis. The Huey Lewis. Where's the news? We don't know. But (laughs) Huey Lewis was there. Why would he... He turned down his own song. Yep. (laughs) I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. So sad. Um, But Marty's like, "Ah, I can't... I can't accomplish anything. You know, I can't... I can't take that kind of rejection. You know, he's turning... Just turn in your audition tape to the record label. You already... You already (laughs) tried out at the band thing. So you already got over that one hump of trying out in front of people. I feel like... If you send in your tape and they just write you a letter or something, no. That can't be as hard as you Getting telling in... no to your face. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, well. Come on, Marty. Come on, Marty. You got to <laughs> step it up. Don't be like your dad. You know, don't be like George McFly. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jennifer, you know, is trying to support him and be like, hey. And then we get some exposition about what they're gonna, what their plans are this weekend. They're going to go up to the lake and they're going to maybe do some things together at the lake. And, you know. And Mom doesn't know. Mom doesn't know. You're not allowed to. Girls chasing boys. Oh. <laughs> um and then obviously we get the save the clock tower lady who's kind of like very kooky yeah i mean lady we're in the middle of something here <laughs> do you like, see yeah save the clock tower <laughs> and we also get mayor goldie wilson re-election mayor goldie kind of going around so there it sets up all these cool little like side character stuff that yep. comes out and like the clock tower itself is kind of a character hill valley is kind of a character um thing you brought up city's though, very alive yeah the city is very alive but also it's it's like it's down on its luck because like there's a lot of bad things going on in hill valley mm-hmm. it's very dirty there's like bad bad red light district type storefronts you know there's like adult stores yeah all around it so it's interesting to think like goldie wilson are you in charge are, are you are you the that reason good of a mayor? are you that good of a mayor <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing reason to think of like are you how good of a mayor is goldie wilson yeah his town's kind of gone i mean i don't want to blame it all on him maybe he's trying to clean maybe it up he's but he's trying to when you go back to the 50s everything was pretty good everything's clean with red <laughs> or red so it's interesting to, to, to think of like how good of a mayor is goldie wilson because we'll see him later on but uh i love how it, this movie establishes people mm-hmm. that are just you know that you'll see back in the past and like how different they are but also like how what they'll become and then how the town changes obviously when time is changed you know yeah it's, it's so awesome perfect. it's perfect it's so perfect <laughs> But uh, Jennifer has to go. She's like, oh, she writes him a note on the the flyer, you know, that's like, oh, save the clock tower, you know. She's my grandma's number. Yeah, I love you. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. right, that's the power that's of love. Needle drop. I, I told you. Perfect. I told you this, <laughs> the whole movie's about the power of love. Is it not? It might be. Come it on. might be. We're analyzing. It has to be. It has to be. Marty makes it back home, but he sees that the car is totaled. And he's like, oh, the co- I needed the car tomorrow night. Dad, what happened? And we see that his dad's just getting heckled by biff biff tannen we meet him we meet biff for the first time we meet marty's dad george mcfly and we meet also his mom later on lorraine mcfly mm-hmm. 
and Biff's just going at it. <laughs> like, are you loaning me a car without telling me there's a blind spot? I wasn't sure there's any <laughs> blind spots when I gave it to you. So what do you make of Biff and George and Lorraine? Right now we get to see, you know, establish the characters. You know, George's kind of a pushover. He's Kinda. Kind of, he's <laughs> very this, much this, a this pushover. Is, this whole character is just, he does whatever anybody tells him. Well, I figure the reports weren't due till my... Hello, anybody <laughs> home, huh? Think, McFly. <laughs> think. Uh, Biff's just... Biff's like his boss or whatever. Like supervisor. Supervisor. And he, and he, has, he has George do all the work for him. Mm-hmm. Does it, I have to give it retyped. <laughs> you realize what happened if I handed my reports in your handwriting? I get fired. <laughs> also, George, let him get fired. <laughs> just let it happen. I guess he, he doesn't want to get beat up because he kind of... Beat he, up, He's yeah. bigger than me. <laughs> but George yeah. has no self-respect for himself. It's, uh, it's a shame. Biff is like the stereotypical bully, bully. character. Like, literally the best bully in movie you history. You love to hate probably. him. I love, like, yeah. Love to hate him. He's such a bad, he's such a yeah. bad guy. There's nothing good about Biff, you know? There's nothing redeeming about Biff. No. He's always There's bad. literally No matter what time him. period, no matter which Biff, whatever, which tannin it is, they're always the bad guy. Always bad. No matter, when, no matter when in time you go. Um, so, what do you, do you like, you just... What do you like about Biff? Do you like any like what is particular about Biff you like? I don't like anything about Biff. Yeah, I don't like anything about Biff either. <laughs> I'd like to hate him. Yeah, he's just fun to watch. He's fun to watch, yeah. But it gets kind of d- real dark at the it gets end real with, dark. with him. But yeah, he's just horrible to watch, and like he he totally ruined the car, and he was drinking beer while driving, and he's like, I got it. <laughs> Who's gonna pay for my clean bill? <laughs> he's gonna pay my clean <laughs> bill. He's like, oh, I towed your car to your house. All you got for me is light beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he leaves and. Marty's like, I need the car, Dad. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, son. I just no good at. I know what you're gonna confrontation. Say. <laughs> and the answer is, you're right. <laughs> I love the I love everybody. Crispin Glover, yeah. perfect, perfect. And he obviously he had some issues with the yeah. I mean, he didn't want to come back. He wanted to be paid more. They didn't want to pay him more, so they still used his likeness. It's in so the next movie. Weird. And then he won that whole court case, which down they can't use it in future movies or whatever, yeah. which is just a weird like. He's such a weird dude. Sorry, Crispin, but like you're kind of you're just kind of. Have you seen him like on Dave Letterman? Like he's a weird dude. No. That in, like look up that interview with him on Dave Letterman. Everybody listening, it's just it's just awkward. It's really hard to watch. Oh. You're just like, oh, this is you're just a weird. Dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also see Lorraine, his mom, and we see that she's kind of this alcoholic, and she's like, I'm, oh, it's been on every boys chasing girls. Yeah, and she's very this like curmudgeon-y, and she. Doesn't want to do anything, but she tells the stories about how she's it's in love, love with with love with George and oh, also we get the uh, Uncle Jelly didn't make parole again, <laughs> <laughs> which comes back later. You know the Uncle Joey joke. That's my favorite, one of my favorite jokes. Better using these bars, kid. <laughs> this is baby. Um, but obviously they they like they don't talk at dinner and no, they're just George is just watching, watching TV, TV and. Or Lorraine is just kind of like, oh, well, I, I, I fell in love with him. The right Great impressions. <laughs> it's a good voice track, right? Um, but she talks about how they fell in love with the, uh, the enchantment under the sea dance, and the Marty sister, Linda, says the fish under the sea dance. And like, yeah, I know, Mom. You said it a thousand times. <laughs> and then we see his brother, David, Dave, Dave McFly, going to work, work, going to work at McDonald's or something, Burger King or whatever. Probably Burger King is a lot of Burger King stuff. There's um, right outside Doc's house is a Burger King. Yep, and Doc has a bunch of Burger King wrappers and oh, cups really? and things in his house and on the garbage and stuff. Um, but we just see Marty's home life is not the greatest. Uh, no. 
he's all pouting like he doesn't have anything going on for him he's upset about the car, the car. never called his girlfriend um the family is kind of dysfunctional and poor like george is not really doing anything for them elaine uh, lorraine's an alcoholic i keep calling her elaine i'm watching elaine. too much i'm watching too much seinfeld i'm calling her <laughs> elaine uh lorraine is like an alcoholic and drinking too much so it's just not you just set up the fact that it's not a good situation nope for, at the mcfly household history's gonna change but history's gonna change because that night marty heads off to the twin pines mall and finds dr emmett <laughs> disgusting i'm so gross you are the, the most disgusting <laughs> you're almost as disgusting as doc's house <laughs> finds doc emmett brown in his in his semi car and also pulling out of it the yeah. delorean okay so how does he open the semi truck door to drive out of to back like, out of the truck yeah yeah how does he how is he in the car because there's no room to open the door i guess we did point out that he does have remote control but that means you have to load it up and drive it no dri- maybe he has a remote control door for the semi truck i know but how did he get into the he opened it and closed it. No, but how did he get into the semi-truck? Like, how did he get inside the DeLorean? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. But he comes out and all the smoke's coming out of the car and, and out of the back of the car. Yep. It's just like, where's the smoke machine, Doc? But that's the first time we get to see Dr. Emmett Brown. Doc. Best Doc! Char- best character in the movie. Marty! What do you f- how do you feel about He's the Doc? best character in the movie. He's, he's quirky. He's insane. Mm-hmm. Probably slightly insane, but also funny and... And yeah, they're just buddies. Apparently, thanks to Christopher Lloyd. Yes, he, best performance. He's so I, great. That's the reason you can't ever Look him. Away. Him and Marty, you can never remake. Yeah, they have this such movie. great chemistry. You can great chemistry, but it. you can never remake this movie. No, and I hate when people bring it up like, oh, cast blah blah blah, whoever. Like, just you stop remaking movies. You can't. Movies, you can't re- like, Back to the Future is one of those movies you cannot ever. You can't do. You can't do it. Please again. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Studio Universal, <laughs> it, can never, it never happened. Robert Zemeckis, everybody—they said they weren't going to do it, but I mean, who knows? Money. I'm sure it's going to happen change. at some point, but come on, it cannot. You know, it can't be done. Like those, they're iconic in their roles. Yeah. You can't do it again. No, you, you literally cannot. You can't replicate how perfect this movie is. And it make no, it makes no sense for them to ever do it again. Do it Why again. Why don't you just watch the original? Yeah, or like to bring it back for Back to the Future, quote unquote, four, because they always they don't want to time travel. Like they established at the end of the third, like it's literally. Wait, destroyed. no, never mind. They do, they do time travel again because the whole, the whole, whole dock pl- on his train. Yeah, it. We'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there in a few weeks, everybody. Um, Doc's there and he's showing Marty the DeLorean, which became the iconic car of the movie, and everybody wants one because of this movie, even yeah. though it's it was defunct, like it was a failure, ever since it I came out. One. But now I want one because of this movie. Yep. Even though the car is always constantly breaking, it's like the Millennium Falcon. It's just always breaking down. Yeah, nothing works on it, you know. But like, it's still this iconic stainless steel construction car with gold wings. Looks kind of cool. It looks so cool. <laughs> I really want. I want one so bad. Like, have it all tricked out with the flux capacitor and everything like that. Yep. But Doc's explaining the whole time travel stuff. I love Doc, and he's saying things like, "Okay, here's a flux capacitor, and here's the time circuits, and here we go, Einstein. Make sure the clocks are the same." Einstein, the dog is there. Cute dog. Mm-hmm. He's ready to just sacrifice his dog to, to, <laughs> to in this, science in this, in this experiment yeah it's all in the, for the sake of science but they test out the car they had the iconic shot where they're standing there as the car is about to zoom on past them and they're building up the speed it's like 88 miles an hour the lightning starts to strike and then turns to flames right through them right through them and they get the iconic shot of them turning around looking at the fires underneath their legs and it's like the most perfect shot and then they're shocked it works like yes 
It worked! <laughs> 88 miles per hour! Uh, we get the iconic uh, spinning of the uh, license plate. Yep, out of time. Out of time. And just like... Amazing. 1.20 a.m. in zero seconds. And he's gone. And we see time travel for the first time. And it's like... <gasps> Doc Brown invented time travel. <laughs> the DeLorean. But he eventually, obviously... Marty's still trying to catch up because Marty isn't even interested in the science. He doesn't even understand it. He's just like, you, you disintegrated Einstein. Doc, what are you talking about? Like, it's like they're just buddies. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. He's not even like, he doesn't care. Like, why would, they, how would their friendship ever come around? That's what just blows my mind. I don't know. I, I really Like, how would it ever even start? Maybe, who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, it's not even like. Family friend. I don't know. But they, they have like nothing in common either. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they have no common interests. They have nothing in common. It's just this high school kid and this mad however, scientist. However, old man, what sixty something year old guy? He looks old in the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So who knows how old he is? Um, so yeah, so he's explaining the DeLorean. The DeLorean shows back up with Einstein in it. Totally fine. One minute after first time travel ever made, uh, the watch exactly one minute behind. Einstein skipped over that minute. And they do a great job of kind of explaining oh, time yeah. travel in this scene. Of kind of like how the rules of time travel work in this world. Yeah, like, oh, you go, you go over that minute, it's instant, you don't even realize it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Time travel is makes so much sense in this movie, and that's... But also not at all. What do you mean? Because there's also, there's also a bunch of rules and stuff like, oh, what if you see your former self and all this other stuff that kind of come into play and you don't necessarily know how... Because different movies with time travel handle it differently. I think this one handles it perfectly. Okay. It, it's pretty perfect. I love the time travel rules in Back to the Future. It's like one of my favorite yeah. things. Um, also, I want to point out the DeLorean gets icy going into the future. Yep. But not going into the past. And that could it's... either be just an effects thing where, like, we don't want to cover this thing with ice every single time we sh- <laughs> shoot it going into traveling in time. Or there's something about going into the future that causes ice to form. Yeah, that was interesting you pointed that out to me. Because yeah. I never thought about that before. Because it's, it like, t- it's icy. It turns icy in this scene, obviously. And then later on, when he comes back to 1885, at the very end of the movie, it's icy. 1985, yeah, sorry. 1985, <laughs> 1985. It's icy again. So yeah, but when he goes to the past, it's not. It's not. And then in the future, it doesn't. Yeah, obviously. When they, Probably the, because the next Dog two movies, got some upgrades. Yeah, or in the next two movies, they don't. Coded it with something. At all. Yeah. But that was interesting. I never thought about that before. Yeah, so I wonder if that's was actually intentional or if that's just a effects thing they're like we don't want to do this again probably the latter um but he explains how time travel works in the time circus like oh if you want to go back to 1776 to see the declaration of independence signing or to see the witness the birth of christ yeah <laughs> go to christmas in the year zero uh and then he goes oh the letter late november 12th 1955 november 5th november 5th 1955 and then november 12th november is the chairman of the sea yeah, and that's the day that he invented the flux capacitor by falling off of his toilet. Which makes time travel possible. Yes. We don't know how it does, but it, it just but it does. does. It just does. We don't need to know. Um, but then Doc obviously refills the time machine with the, the plutonium the plutonium showing Marty how it works and everything. And then he explains how like he r- ripped off Libyan nationalists for the <laughs> plutonium. It's just the weirdest. And, and, and return because they robbed plutonium in the beginning of the movie, I guess. And then we're just like, oh, we want you to build us a bomb random scientist guy like and so he said yes but just gave him a pinball casing with pinball parts or whatever yeah. like a bomb casing with pinball parts inside it's kind of odd but it's ra- like it's so random like oh libyan libyan, nationalists. Li- libyan terrorists are gave you the plutonium and you robbed them i mean how else are, how is he gonna get plutonium 
What else? <laughs> what other way? <laughs> There's no other way for. But like, it's just a weird writing choice, yeah, right? Yeah, it is like, weird. Oh, he needed plutonium, and, and we're gonna have Libyan terrorists. Libyan terrorists, in this movie. and then they're gonna kill him for it. They're gonna show up randomly, and like, when they're just yelling at him, and they're here to kill him. It's, it's very odd. It's such a strange choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they never come back. No. We never see them again. It's not like it's a plot point. And they, oh, we, we show up, we're going to kill them, and then it's we're not, gone. It's not like they were at war with Libya or anything. It's not like they even wanted the plutonium again. <laughs> they didn't even take it back. No, they, they just, just shot, shot him and then, and then ran away. And they're outie. Yeah. They're out. <laughs> it's just a they bizarre... wanted their revenge. Yeah. So... Yeah, he loads up plutonium, and then he's ready to go to the future. He's going to go 25 years in the future, 2010. And then wow. obviously, at the end of the movie, they change it to 2015. But in this one, he's going 25 years. He has all the stuff. He's packed up. He's ready to go. He's grabbing all the stuff. He's grabbing, He's like, oh, I almost forgot the extra plutonium. What, 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 how am I going to do this? One pellet, one trip? Ha, you know, he's going crazy. And Marty's Joker. like, hey, uh, Doc, look me up when you get there, you know, so we can talk, you know, and you're, you're going to live beyond your years, and you know, we can hang out. He's like, all right, let's go it. And then the Libyan terrorists show up. Uh, I don't know how, but they found me. And Run for it, Marty! And Doc does a pathetic job of trying to defend himself. He pulls out a gun. Pulls but, out a revolver. But does nothing. <laughs> he doesn't shoot it. He has, he has no, no bullets. No bullets. Yeah. And then the, they show up with their AK-47 and just gun him shoot down. Shoot him. Yeah. And Marty's like, no! Bastards! And then he, he they, the gun jams right on Marty, obviously. And they, obviously. They can't, they can't get... Yeah. Marty it cannot be shot at until he's like in the car. Um, he dives in the car, starts driving away, and they start to chase him down. Bam, bam. We get the music. It'll drop. The iconic Boom. theme song for Back of the Future. The, the, the Back of the Future music. The soundtrack the, is awesome. The songs and the score. Yeah. Amazing. I love All it. All three of them. All just... three of them are perfect. Man, it's one of the best <laughs> trilogies ever. Um, also, the thing, thing to point out, though, Doc does mention, like, oh, I can see who wins the next 25 World Series. Mm-hmm. That comes into play a... in Back to the Future 2 when they go and try to gamble. Well, Marty mm. does. Yeah. Yeah, so keep that in mind. They set up cool little hints, you know, for future movies. Yeah. They revisit back, which is cool. But yeah, the Libyans are shooting at Marty, and he's like, he's trying to get away with him. He's like, all right, let's see if you bastards can do 90. And then... Perfect. Yep, and then he's going, building up speed, doesn't realize the time circuits are on, the flux capacitor's fluxing, engine's running, and... Scarecrow. Goes back to November 5th, 1955, and runs into a scarecrow, and... He's screaming in pain, and he's like, ah, what am I going to do? Crashes into a barn. We don't know how many barn animals he ran over or killed. <laughs> Maybe cows might be have exploded because he hit them. Who knows? But he Yikes. ends up at Old Man Peabody's farm because he has a crazy idea about breeding pine trees, this Old Man Peabody. And Old Man Peabody comes in like, oh, it looks like an airplane without wings. <laughs> and the, the whole family doesn't know what to make of this thing. The son puts up a comic book. Yeah, but the comic book looks just like the DeLorean, like the spaceship. And he's in the radiation suit. And the, and the radiation suit looks just like an alien spacesuit. And it's going, and it looks like he's like mind controlling people on the alien comic, yep. on the comic book. And then Marty comes out and does the same exact hand motions. He does the Darth Vader <laughs> breathing, where it's like, uh, and they're like, oh, they start freaking out, and they start, they pull out their guns and they start to shoot at Marty. And he's, like, and he's like, okay, I get in the car, start driving away, runs over one of the pine trees, and you just hear, you just hear <laughs> old man Peabody, my pine, why? <laughs> and he runs over one of the pine trees. And yep. Obviously, that comes back into play later where the Pines is now Lone Pine Mall instead of Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, cool. So, it's a cool little... That's the first instance of him changing the uh, yep. the past. I I was I always wonder why it changed to Lone Pine, but now... Because he, yeah. he ran over the, the, the one of the Twin Pines. He was <laughs> that's trying to, cool. He was trying to breed those pine trees. and 
I don't know why, but he's a crazy old kook farmer. What do you think he said the next day when he came into town? Just like the aliens came down and they destroyed everything. Like like the dude from Iron Giant. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly like Iron Giant. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and they kept Mansley on the job for this one, uh, and also it takes place in the fifties, so it would be. There you go. There we go. They're in the same universe. We just figured out. The Holy Quadruple Trilogy, Iron Giant. We'll throw that in there with <laughs> Space Jam and, and uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in 1955, and Marty is not really quick to learn these things. He doesn't realize. He's just like he's a bit slow. A little bit slow. He doesn't realize like he's in the <laughs> he past. Ran over. Doesn't realize where he is. Yeah, he's just like, what? This is nuts. This has got to be a dream. I don't understand. He literally walks to Hill Valley after because the car he drives out in the middle of nowhere and sees his, his na- neighborhood is no longer built yep. obviously it's gonna be built crazy yep hides the car because this car just stops working because it's a piece of crap and the, the starter something's wrong with the starter can't can't get anything to work so he goes hides the van or hides the van delorean puts on his old ni- 18, 1985 clothes i keep saying 1885 why do i keep saying that um and <laughs> then heads, heads into hill valley and we see hill valley as 30 years in the past all clean all cleaned up and everything it's like <laughs> oh this is kind of cool and everything's like all 1950s and very aesthetic very boomer aesthetic you know like the baby boomer generation you know and everybody's like everything's clean everything has like the davy crockett and mr sandman playing you know and it's kind of like a total like reversal of what you thought that was in 1985 it's yeah it's total flipped on his head fun fact for you they filmed all the 1955 stuff first because mm-hmm. then they can trash the town and just destroy it and then make it look nice. 80s. But that's we were also there. We were on that back lot in Universal Studios. They had that still up. That's where they filmed it. Really? They had it up? Yeah. I don't remember. They, they still had have the clock tower, like that that road, that clock tower road, that central Hill oh, Valley Square. I didn't, I didn't you drive it. by that during your studio tour. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so Marty obviously is like, oh, this can't be real. And he's just like, Marty. What it, you, it, like, obviously it's it, real. It, obviously you saw it work with Einstein. And then you went back in time, and you see the newspaper, and you see all this stuff. Like, it's real, man. So he rushes into the coffee shop and is like, okay. Give me a tab. I need I need, <laughs> Do you have a phone? And everyone's like, what's with the life preserver? A door thinks he's going to drown, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes to the phone book, tries to call Doc. No answer. Uh, rips like, out the phone book page. Yeah, rips out the phone book. It's really rude, dude. Like, people need those. Like, why don't you just memorize the address or, like, you know. He never pulls it out again. All he needs is he only, he only, <laughs> he only needs, needs do- one address. Yeah, he only needs one address and just rips out this guy's thing. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Hey, I can't get you a tab unless you order something. Give me, a, give me something. Give me a Pepsi free. You want Pepsi, pal? You gotta pay for it." You know? <laughs> and so he's like, "At first, you always think this guy's kind of like rude, and he is a little bit rude, but like understandably so. Like this kid just comes in, steals like, and asking for free Pepsi, asking for Pepsi free, <laughs> and asking for tabs, and he's just like confusing right, him. Get this, get this kid out of here." Marty just doesn't know what to do. It's like, oh, what am I going to do? And then we see Biff. Hey, McFly. Young Biff. Hey, McFly. Uh, and we also they see... They both turn around. They both turn around, and it's George McFly is there. And his dad is like, Dad, George McFly. And he doesn't know what to think, and he's just totally awestruck with seeing his dad yeah. so young. Yeah. And seeing basically the exact same situation play out that was in 1985, play out in 1955. Instead of with your work, it's with your homework. Like, hey, McFly, you finished my homework yet? Well, I figured since it wasn't due to money. Hello, hello, anybody home? <laughs> what do you make of seeing them now as young? It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it, it's cool. And it's so weird to think like these actors are actually this young and yeah. they just make up up. For oh, the makeup old. is so good. Yeah, unsound heroes make everybody unsound look heroes. older. Yeah, it looks yeah. so. It's awesome. They looks did such a great really job. Good. Yeah, but basically, 
uh, Marty's just in shock and he's just like, "You're George McFly!" And after the after Biff leaves with all the bullies and stuff. What? What? <laughs> Stop looking at me. Stop staring at me. <laughs> uh, we also see Goldie Wilson working here. And he's yep. just like, "Oh, Mayor Goldie was savage and was respect for yourself. I'm going to night school, you know." And obviously the 1950s, so there's a lot of racial discrimination. Which yep. I'm good for you, Goldie. You know, making a difference for yourself. And there you go. he's like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be mayor." He's like, Mayor. <laughs> I'll run for mayor. So did Marty is the one who instilled that in him, or was it always going to happen? Well, I guess it was always going to happen. Exactly. It was always going to happen because we saw the 80s before he time traveled. That's true. That's an alternate reality. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but George McFly leaves, and Marty's like, i, I, I got to chase him down. i got to figure out where he's going. Follows him back, sees George up on a tree across from Lorraine's Bird house. Bird watching. Bird watching with binoculars into her room with her underwear on. <laughs> And he's like, he's a peeping Tom. You realize now the story that Lorraine told at the beginning was like, oh, we, he he got hit by my father's car. What were you doing up there? What were you doing? What, Lorraine? <laughs> what were you doing, bird watching? <laughs> what, Lorraine? What? <laughs> uh, so, and then the dad almost hits him, uh, but instead of him getting hit by, instead of George getting hit, Marty, Marty jumps in and saves dad. It was but, the moment of the plot. But now... The time has now changed. Great. Where now Marty will no longer exist, <laughs> inadvertently causing his own demise. But fun thing to point out, though, Lorraine's dad, he's like, another one of these damn kids jumping another in front of one. my car. Yeah. So, like, this is happening quite a few times. Like, <laughs> how many people are, are watching her change? And jumping in front of your car. And falling off the, that branch, because it's just a perfect <laughs> spot to get your binoculars and look in, I guess. Um, but Marty wakes up, and we get like, oh, they're there now. He's been asleep for almost nine hours. The now. first one. Yep, that comes. It's. A, I love how these. I love how they all. The yeah. movies have a lot of like returning themes and stuff, and like Motifs. normally, normally they would like be annoying, but like it, they it's, do it so perfectly, it does it so well. Yeah. But you see that it's Lorraine is actually she sounds like her old her older self, like yep. his mom, but it's actually her as her younger self. Well, you're safe and sound now. Back in 1955. 1955. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, and then you see her all young, and he's like, "You're my ma. You're my ma. You're just so." <laughs> In. <laughs> um then she calls he's calling him calvin klein and she's totally like she, she has her <laughs> like her, her her breath is like taken away she's like so obsessed with with marty and he's like oh and she and you realize he, she she took off his pants and put on her like, hope chest yeah put him, put him on her, her <laughs> hope chest just so you can see his underwear it's just like it, the story's not as innocent as it's, you thought it's really it's it, but like a point when you think about it it's really kind of creepy you know what i mean like yeah I know it's not like Marty's trying to like do anything with his mom because he clearly doesn't want to. No, but when you look up like the initial like plot, like when they're writing the script for this, they're like, "Oh, I thought wonder would be a good idea. Like, what if you went back in time and saw your parents in high school and your mom was like the slut, whatever?" And I'm like, "Why would you ever like? Why would you write? That's such a weird like. Why would you write that? Like, what does what does that say about the writer? Just like, yeah. I want to see what, what happened, you know? Um, so yeah, she's just this." totally obsessed with marty and wants to get in his pants and it's just yep creepy it's, it's creepy it's creepy it's weird. especially because it's her son i mean but she doesn't know that she doesn't know that right but but it makes it even more creepy it makes it it makes it creepy that yeah <laughs> and then especially with her plan going later on where marty's like i have to do i have to like yeah. make a move on my mom <laughs> just that's a weird like concept yep um but he's he he's totally not into it um so I, yeah, how do you do? You feel any weirdly about that? Like, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it's just an odd choice. It doesn't ruin the movie for me. No, 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 no. But it's because Marty isn't trying to. It's her. It's his mom. Yeah, to. he's not trying to. Yeah, and then obviously comes back later with Biff. Everything at the mm -hmm. end. But 
yeah, Marty gets goes downstairs and they see that they're gonna give him some dinner and it's like oh come here this is the young man you hit with your car today you know uh and you also get kind of a hint of like oh they're watching tv while they eat and their first television set and they're all excited about it how many television sets do you have marty (laughs) two you know we have two of them (laughs) marty you know she doesn't know you have that because she's eight she's like 17 18 marty you're in the past (laughs) he's he still acts like his parents were like no what do you mean he doesn't say you know i have two he's like yeah you know we got and then he's like two of them you know because uh, like uh he always is like thinking that, that they're still mom and dad like marty you gotta marty come on you come on now you gotta know you gotta catch up i know you're in shock but like come on marty come on let's get with it this um, this scene is probably one of my favorites in the movie it's so funny the dinner scene whatever. yeah yeah he's like oh do i know your mother yeah i think maybe you do because <laughs> this is his grandma and grandpa yeah um but you also get a sense of like where his family kind of came around because they're all watching TV while eating, and then mm-hmm. his family does. He's like, "Oh, okay." And then he points out, "Oh, I, I've seen this one. This is a classic. I, it's, it's a rerun. A, I saw it on a rerun." He's like, "What's a rerun?" And all his uncles were. <laughs> we also see the Uncle Joey in the. Better get used to these bars, kid. Yeah, I love that line. It's such a great line. <laughs> um, and he he tries to like he tries to leave whatever. He's like, "Do you know where this 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 address is?" Yeah, he's like. Oh, it's a past Maple, whatever. He's like, oh, that's John F. Kennedy driving. Like, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? <laughs> the dad is so mean to him, but I love that's it. So funny. Um, eventually, uh, he's like, no, Marty should probably spend the night. He's like, oh, I think you're a responsibility, Marty. I don't know. <laughs> and then Lorraine like squeezes his leg. And he's like, you can sleep in my room. He's I'm like, leaving. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm leaving. I can't. I need to go find Doc. Uh, I'll see y'all later, much later. <laughs> and then the dad's like, oh, if you ever have a kid like that, Lorraine, I'll disown you or whatever. It's just, it's just so many great little quips and lines I love and the, jokes. I love this scene. <laughs> uh, he heads off to Doc's uh, estate, uh, the big old house, and you're like, oh, this is the house that like he sold off for his fortune for able to make all yep. this time machine stuff. Um, you see him, uh, goes up to the door, Doc answers and has this giant thing on his head. And he's like, don't say a word. And he's trying to read his thoughts with this thing. And Marty's like, Doc, I need to tell you something I can't tell you. But Marty, it's just not getting through. And like Doc, he, he's trying to like explain to Doc what happened to him, how he's here. It's his fault kind of thing. You made a time machine that you invented. And Doc's like, oh, you're from the Coast Guard. You're from the Youth Auxiliary or whatever. <laughs> like, everyone always thinks he's from the Coast Guard because he looks like life preserver. he has like the orange vest on and everything. Yeah. He has like, he's from the Coast Guard. Or he's like, <laughs> oh, are you from the Coast Guard? you in the service, Marty? Or whatever. Um, but yeah doc is not understanding he's like oh this damn thing doesn't work at all you know and he's like marty it just doesn't work at all you know <laughs> and he's like doc i'm from the future i came here in a time machine you invented the time machine doc. here's my license yeah it's, here's, all this, 1989. here's all this stuff none of this work he's like you gotta believe me marty you gotta believe me doc and he's like well who's president of the united states in 1955 or 1985 ronald reagan he's like the actor <laughs> he's like, who's <laughs> vice president jerry lewis and then it comes back later where like oh you have a portable television studio. No wonder your president has to be an actor. He has to look good on television. Yep. <laughs> Which JVC. is kind of true, but also we have reality stars as our president as well. So it's kind of, you know, we're keeping the tradition alive here in 2020. There we go. But yeah, he goes in and he's like, Doc, you, the, sto- the bruise on your head, I know how it happened. You, you were standing on your toilet and you fell. And he takes the pills on the tail. What literally just happened that day. Yep. And Doc's like, how do you, how would you possibly know that? And he, he, he explains to him and shows him the videotape of him videotaping him in 1985. He's like, Oh, thank God I still got my hair. <laughs> I'm, like, old. I'm, I'm old. I'm old, man. He, he looks, looks exactly the looks same. Exactly, he always looks exactly <laughs> the same. I love it. Um, but yeah, he's like, okay, how'd you how'd you even get here? And they go and they go find the DeLorean, bring it back to the laboratory. They're trying to figure it out. It's like, okay, how could we 
what kind how much power do you need he's like oh we need 1.21 gigawatts he's like 1.21 <laughs> gigawatts he's like this is impossible marty like there's no way we can do he's like oh we just need plutonium like well, that's available at every corner drugstore i'm sure in 1985 <laughs> but in 1955 that we don't have it you're stuck here marty and he's the like, only the only amount of power only thing amount the only thing that could ever get you there is a bolt of lightning a bolt of lightning and you're yeah. like Wait a second. <laughs> Back, we saw it's lightning struck the clock tower at exactly 10.04 p.m. 1955. In 1955. Convenient. Nine, November 12th. That's where we got to save the clock tower. And he's like, oh, this could work. And then he has like, oh, if we can somehow channel the lightning into the flux capacitor, we could send you home. And the music's all building. He's like, next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Woo! And it's, it's such a pump. <laughs> we're like, yes, all right, awesome. And then you're like, okay, here we go. But wait a second, Marty. Did you talk to anyone else before you came and saw me today? Well, I might have bumped into my parents. <laughs> and then this is when the movie really kicks on. I'm like, oh, shoot. Marty, you messed up time. You're not going to exist if you go back in time. you got to fix this now before you go back. You have a week to do it. And that's where we're, we're like, all right, we're in movie mode now, baby. We're, Let's go. We got our full plot. We got our plot going. I, I, go. I, this, this whole movie, man, you're just in for the ride. Just go. Yeah. The pacing it goes is by perfect. so fast. And you're just like, oh, you're so into it. And you're so feeling it, yep. you know? And you're starting to get like chills, like, oh yeah, all right, cool. We gotta get you back. We gotta figure this out. We gotta fix all this stuff. And the, the way that the movie goes from like plot point to plot point, adding things in that you saw beforehand, you know, and just it's so perfect. Yep. So perfect. I love it. Um. So they have to head to the school, and Doc and Marty have to figure out a way to get his parents to interact, fall in love, so he can still exist, right? Because we see that his family is disappearing from the picture, his mm-hmm. brother and sister. So. You gotta figure out a way for them to get alone together and interact in some kind of way. Because he goes up to and sees George McFly getting picked on by a bunch of nerds. Like they literally look like nerds like, <laughs> kick, that are kicking him. Everyone, everyone um, just bullies him. He tries to introduce him to Lorraine. He's like, "Hey, Lorraine, I want you to meet this my friend George McFly." And she's doesn't totally, even acknowledge him. Doesn't even acknowledge he exists. Doesn't even look at him. He's like, "Calvin Klein." <laughs> she keeps calling him <laughs> Calvin Klein. But they get the idea. Okay, he runs away. He's like, "Oh, she's infatuated with you instead of your father." It's the Florence Nightingale effect. And he's like, "Are you saying my mother's?" Got the hots for me? <laughs> this is heavy, Doc. Um, <laughs> There's that word again, heavy. So they get a plan, like, okay, they fell in love with the enchantment on the sea dance. We got to make sure that my dad, George McFly, asks her to the dance so they can fall in love, have the kiss at the dance. That's where they kiss for the very first time on that dance floor. Yep. And then once they kiss, they'll fall in love, and then they'll happily ever after, I'll exist. So we got to figure that out. Marty, make sure you a- your dad asks him to the dance, and I'll work on the car kind of thing. All right, All right cool. So... He finds out stuff about his dad. His dad is a science fiction writer. He likes to write creative things. And yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? He's like, oh, let me read some, George. Get out of town. I didn't realize you did creative <laughs> stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't let anyone read my stories. Uh, what if they didn't like them? What if they told me I was no good? I don't think and, I could take that kind of rejection. Yeah, and it just all comes back. And Marty's like, oh, that's oh. why I get it from my dad. Yikes. No. Um, but then he's like, all right, so are we going to ask Are we gonna ask Lorraine to the dance? But we see that Lorraine is kind of getting hit on and basically sexually harassed by biff my biff and he's like he's like you know you want it you want me to give it to you and like and she slaps him he's like i don't have that kind of girl and then, get your meat hooks off of me and then, <laughs> and then marty walk i can i can quote this whole movie but marty walks over and he's like he heard her. he said get your meat hooks off uh, please and you just see how tall biff is just he's towering over him giant but marty's like he can't he's got to take a stand you know you got to fight against this this boldy character this biff guy and now know? he can finally do it because he's his age <laughs> now he can punch him in the face right <laughs> um but 
Biff's like, hey, Ascension Newt. And they almost like come to blows or whatever because they all grab each other's collars or whatever. But Strick- Strickland's kind of watching. He's like, oh, Ascension Newt here. I'm going to cut you a break today, Calvin Klein. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but George obviously left the scene. He's like, oh, I got to, oh, man, George, we got to get you to ask him. But it's building up tension between Marty and Biff, like this rivalry. And then George is and Lorraine, obviously. So it's, it's, it's building up the scenes. You know what I mean? Yep. It's so cool. But he follows him home, follows George home. And he's like, George, he's like, why do you keep following me around? <laughs> he's like, very creeped out. Yeah. Uh, he basically tells him like, I need you to, you need to ask the rain or I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. He says something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, I, I'm just not ready to ask her to dance. No one on this planet will make me change my mind. Uh, and that's when we get the great scene where he Darth dressed, from dresses planet up as Vulcan. Darth Vader as planet Vulcan with a radiation suit, puts on the headphones with Eddie, with Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Rest we in just peace. found out today, Eddie Van Halen, who actually recorded this, is the custom thing that he did for the movie. Oh, for real? Yeah. And uh, he does the headphones on George, on George and he plays like, down, 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 down. But man, what a great like rock thing, but also rest in peace. It's such yeah. a sad day. You know yeah. what I mean? 65 years old, Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. Um, but it's, this is one of my favorite scenes. It's like, silence, earthling, I'm Darth <laughs> Vader. And you look over and he has the exact same comic book of like, of the radiation suit yeah. and everything is like in a it's series. Lucky they all have that. They all have that same one or whatever. <laughs> it's like a sim- or similar looking ones, you know. It's not maybe not exactly the same, but he's like I, I, he basically gives him the task of like he has to ask the rain out or he's gonna melt his brain. <laughs> and they don't actually sit, show him saying that. It just cuts to him the next morning chasing down Marty at the at the uh, at the, the at the cafe. The, yeah, <laughs> he's like. Last night, Darth Vader came down from Planet Vulcan. And he told me if I didn't ask her out, he's gonna melt my brain. And it's just such a great cut between that. And it's like I love it. Um, but the plan is all right. Just go in there and ask her. And he's like, I'm, "Nothing's coming to my mind, Marty. I don't know what to say." And he's like, "All right, tell her that destiny brought you together. You know, girls like that kind of stuff." And okay, <laughs> he writes it down really quick and doesn't realize it. Walks in there, the place is popping. Everyone's having a good time. It's popping off. He goes off and sees Lorraine. He's like. My density has bought me to you. What? And she's like, what? <laughs> you barely hear what he's saying. And, but everything gets short-lived. He's like, oh, I'm your, I'm George McFly. I'm your density. I mean, your destiny. He's like, like oh. She's like, oh, okay. You know, she's not really noticing it. But of course, before anything else could happen, who has to Biff. come on walking in? But Biff. Hey, McFly. Like, I thought I told you never come in here. How much money you got on you, McFly? It's going to cost you. <laughs> Uh, and then Marty's like, not not gonna have, let this happen. Trips him. Trips him. He's look. Marty's looking good, by the way. I like Marty's outfit here. He's mm-hmm. got the jeans and the, you know, the uh, the Chuck All Star, you know, and uh, yeah, he looks great in the fifties. The Converse. Yeah, I love his like his everything. Everything about him looks so cool here. You know, it's like my <laughs> go to style. Um, but he he we get the confrontation where Biff is like raising up, and we see him, Marty like barely is able to cover like his shoulder, like his eyes are barely over it. Like great shot, and he's like, oh, Biff, Biff, what's that behind your shoulder? Punches him right in the face, so perfect. Runs out there, uh, and then he finds the kid on the skateboard, and we get the whole, the music building up again, and we get this cool action scene. And Marty invents the skateboard Marty right invent, there. Invents the skateboard right there. It was not invented before that. Rips off the kid's thing, and I love the shot. The other little kid's like, <gasps> just <laughs> tries to stop him, like tries to grab him, but doesn't work. But he takes off on the skateboard, and they're like, oh, chase him down, get that, get Calvin Klein. Uh, and they grab the car, and they're chasing him down, and Marty's, like, crashing into people on the skateboard trying to get away, and we have, like, the da 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 Yep. It's I perfect. Love, the I music love it. is so perfect. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But Marty's getting chased down. He's 
not able to get away. He's like trying to like on the car and everyone's wait. He's like waving at everybody. And he's like, he's an absolute dream. <laughs> What's that thing he's on? It's a thing with wheels. <laughs> it's a board with wheels. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> but eventually, uh, Biff and his guys catch up with him in the car, and Marty has to outsmart him by running over the car. Runs over the car. And jumping on the skateboard. So cool. And they're like, shit! As they hit the manure, manure shit van uh, thing, as it kind of <laughs> all falls into the car and destroys it. And then he's, he basically has poop in his oh, mouth. It's disgusting. You know, so gross. And they're all just sliming in it. He's like, I'm going to get that son of a bitch. Um that comes into play later obviously all the all the uh, tannins have to get manure on them yep and no matter Recurring. no matter who it is i guess actually no not griff not griff tannin you're right griff does yeah, not griff get manure never on gets, <laughs> we'll come we'll talk about that in the next <laughs> one his grandson griffs <laughs> but marty is like all right thanks a lot kid and then lorraine's like hey who's that who's that calvin klein guy where does he live and he's like i don't know I'm going to find out. Like, oh, Lorraine, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Don't you know that she's your kid? Um, she follows him home, and he heads to Doc's house. Mm-hmm. And Doc, he sees, you know, he doesn't want to know about the future, but he's still watching that he's video. Curious. You know, he's curious. He can't let his, he's letting his curiosity get better. I'm trying curiosity to figure out what happened. the cat. I'm trying know. to figure out what happened to him in the, in the future because he got shot down by the Libyan <laughs> nationalists. <Libyans. laughs> Too bad Marty didn't film that part. You just, hear, just see the part, you know, right before. He's trying to explain to him, like, oh, I think I think George asked her out, you know. I think I think we got it worked out, you know. I think it's gonna be fine. We also get them talking about how the plan is gonna a- happen, where he shows them the model of the town. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't have time to build the scale or to paint it." He's like, "It's it's good, <laughs> it's Doc. Good, you doc. Know, it's a really good model of the town." I'm glad you spent all this time making this instead of you know making the starter of the circuits or whatever. I guess he has so much free time. I guess he did both. Mm-hmm. Um, but they show the thing where lightning strikes exactly this time. You run from your car at the exact moment, and then you have to hit you have to hit the cord with the pole at the exact moment lightning strikes it because the lightning is going to travel instantaneously down the, down the thing. It's just so, so much tension, stressful, right? Yeah. Where you're just like, could you? I would I would crack under the pressure <laughs> if I was Marty. Like I wouldn't be able to handle it. You have to. What else are you gonna do? But like, I, I, there's no way. Like, what are the odds you're gonna hit that? Like, the, as the lightning strikes the clock tower and goes down the channels and across the poles, and you have the pole coming from the yeah, DeLorean, get hit the exact moment while exactly while you're going 88 miles per hour. What if someone come out in front of you? It's still 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. People are driving around. You know, you never know. Um, so they had the whole plan. It's like, okay, Doc, that's going to work. The plan works, and they light the thing, and the thing catches on fire, and Doc has a great reaction. He goes, <gasps> whatever. <laughs> but that's when Lorraine shows up at the house, and they're like, it's your mom. It's your mom. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, uh. I was hoping you would ask me to the enchantment under the seat. And she's always like out of breath. And it's like, Lorraine, just talk, just catch your breath. You know, just, <laughs> just you, you can just yawn for one moment. Um, and doc in the scene has the great, the greatest faces. Yeah. He's always he's just in like, the back. He's always in the back. Just like, love looking at him. Just his eyes are all big and wide. Just like, mm, you fix just, <laughs> just like sitting across the thing and putting his head down. It's so perfect. But basically the plan is now that he has to ask Lorraine to the dance and, He's like, oh, no, I have to go with her because she's asking me and I have to say yes. So Bip, she doesn't go with somebody else or whatever. So the plan can still happen. So, like, all right, what's the new plan? He goes and sees George. He's like, all right, she's going to go to the dance with you, George. She wants to go with you, but she doesn't know it yet. You know, so she's going to go with me <laughs> and then I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, you know, nice girls get angry when guys take advantage of her, you know, and George's like, you mean you're going to go touch her on her? <laughs> <laughs> but the plan is that, that George will show up 8.55 and, pull marty out of the out of the out of the car because they're going to be struggling in the car mm-hmm. he's going to lay him out 
rescue rescue her and show that he's a fighter, and then they're gonna go to the dance and together. Fall in love. All right, Marty. I guess that's the best <laughs> we can do. Like, I, I, honestly, what else are you gonna do? You know, not the best plan. Not the best plan. But we get the you, one of your favorite lines. Oh, hey, you get your damn hands <laughs> off her. Do I do I really have to swear? <laughs> yes, goddammit, George, swear. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the plan. George is gonna beat him up, and he's gonna show. He's like, you make it sound so easy, but uh, I don't know how you have that kind of you know confidence. Like, not, don't worry, George. You know, you put, you put your mind to it, George. You, you can accomplish you anything. Can accomplish anything. And that's the line the, he said earlier. That's what I guess Doc says to Marty, even though we never hear Doc say that to Marty. But I guess. That's what Doc is told tells Marty. That's what Jennifer tells us. Yep. That, Jennifer tells us that's what that Doc tells Marty. Yeah. Um, uh, but basically, that's the plan. They're like, okay, we gotta figure this out, and we're already like kind of like wrapping up the movie because like after that, it's the dance. We see yeah. the Shaman on the Sea yeah. dance, and we see uh, Marvin Barry. It just go. It goes by so fast. Yeah, it's it like a two-hour movie, but it goes by fast. Um, Marty and Doc are like he, Marty writes the letter to Doc in the diner and is like, "Oh, you'll in eighteen in nineteen eighty five you'll be shot by terrorists. Please by take precautions." You know, they're finishing up the final final stuff for the dance and the final stuff for the experiment. Okay, but yes, after they write all that stuff out, we see Marvin Barry and the Starlighters performing. Yeah, the great song and all of everybody's dancing and stuff, and we see Marty or George dancing by himself, just kind of like doing his awkward dance. Uh, and also the budget for this dance, very well done. Oh yeah, the very school well did. The school did very a good. very good job. Whoever planned that dance, <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Like they have a gr- great uh, decorations, uh, great like, ambiance and band. Yeah. Like good choice, good choice. Um, proud of you. It is a shame though that the school, like the black band, has to perform there, but the black students can't go to the school because it's yep. probably not. It's like actually no, it might be. It's California, but who knows? Mm. You don't see any black students. You don't see any black <laughs> students. You're right. It's probably it's probably segregated. We've come a long way. Good job. Uh, but Marty <laughs> Marty pulls up. Thank you. Marty Shout sh- out. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. Marty shows up with the in the car with Lorraine. Um, and he's like, hey, do you mind if we uh, park for a while? And she's like, oh, it's a great idea. I love the park. you know. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Because at the beginning of the movie, she's like, I never called Santa. a boy or sat in a parked car with a boy. you know. But in this one, she's always like, I, it's not like I never parked before. And when he's, <laughs> she, he's like, what? <laughs> totally shocked. And he's totally acting like a parent. And he's just like, you're drinking? You're drinking too? <laughs> you're drinking? He's like, you're going to regret drinking later in life. you know. And he takes a sip of the – he's like, Marty, don't be a square. Everybody who's anybody drinks. And he's like, all right. And takes a sip of it. Uh, there's a deleted scene where he's actually drinks it and it's actually alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they didn't tell him it was going to be alcohol. So, like, Michael J. Fox, he's drinking, actually spits it out because he's like, oh, my God. I didn't realize it, you know. <laughs> so they cut back to hit where Lorraine is actually smoking it. He's like, you smoke Dude. too? And he's like, you sound just like my mother. And it's like, oh, my gosh, perfect. You know, great writing. Uh, he's looking around, like, trying to see where George is at. He's like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to make a move on this now because she actually wants it? I can't. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Um, and obviously, what do you think was going to happen, Marty? Like, yeah. She was totally on you, on you the entire time. She wanted yeah. you to, like to stay over and everything. What did you think was gonna happen? But George is coming out late. He's like oh, he, he he was too distracted by the dancing or something where he couldn't go with a plan. I guess he was too distracted. So Marty's like, okay, uh, I don't think I can go through with this. Do you understand? And he's just like, do you think you've ever been in a situation where you you thought you had to act a certain way but you couldn't go through with it? And she's like, know what I do in those situations? <laughs> I don't worry. And she goes in to kiss him, but she's like, something's off because like, when I kiss you, it's like I'm kissing my brother. <laughs> he's like, no, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but right when that happens, someone shows up to the car. 
Someone pulls it, Marty out of the car. Is it George? You're just thinking it's going to be George because that's the plan, but nope, it's going to be Biff Tannen. Oh, no. I mean, thank like, God for Biff for being there because if, if Biff didn't come, George wouldn't have you know, done If it wasn't for him, we never would have fallen <laughs> in love. <laughs> we'll get to that scene later. But yeah, Biff pulls him out. Pulls out Marty. He's mm-hmm. like, you cost 300 bucks damage to my car, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uh, throws him to his friends who are all drunk. And then he's like, well, looky what we have here. And heads Jeez. into the car. And you're like, oh, this is getting yeah. Ooh. And you don't really realize it when you're like younger. But like this is like he's trying to rape her. Mm-hmm. Like this is really dark and gross. Like this is like, ooh. <laughs> like you're such a bad guy. You're literally going to rape her in the car at the school dance. Yep. And they go and they beat up Marty and they throw him into the back of the truck and back in the trunk of the, of the band's car. And it's like, oh, why? This is such, okay. Like, you really <laughs> establish that he's a bad guy. He's one of the yeah. worst people ever. Such a bad guy. He's a such a villain. Bad guy, yeah. I'm not bad guy. <laughs> but yeah, they take him They take him out. They throw him into the trunk. And then we see he's like, hey, Marvin, Marvin and the band show up and they're like, hey. How you, what are you guys doing here? And like, oh, we don't want to mess with you reefer addicts or whatever because they're all smoke. They're like, they're like hotboxing in the car the band is. Uh, they chase him off and they start to beat him up. And then he's like, hey, where's your keys? Like, the keys are in here. Also, guys, why is your trunk open with your keys in it when you're all inside the the car? Don't you need it on? Yeah, I don't or know. Like, I don't know. Like, what were they, what were they thinking? They weren't. You know what I mean? They weren't. They thinking. weren't thinking. Um, but Marvin's able to get it open with like a switch knife, but he slices his hand open. Um, but before Marty can, Marty gets free and before he can get back to his parents, George heads off to the van, off to the car. Cause he thinks that, that Marty's in there. He's like, Hey, you get your damn hands off. Oh, <laughs> and and Biff. Biff. And then you, this is when the tension gets real and you, you feel your heart pounding in your chest. You know what I mean? And you feel, he's like, you got the wrong car, McFly. And she's like begging for help. And she's like, George, please help me. And you're like, this is really like dark. We were having like a fun time, but now like, <laughs> like now it's kind of like, Oh my gosh, this is super serious. And he's like, just turn around McFly and walk away. And he has to stand up for himself for the one time. He's like, stands up for her. He's like, no, no Biff, Biff, you leave her alone. Woo. He's like, yeah, my man, George, out of boy. But he's no match for Biff. Biff's going to just was going to break his arm. Yeah, right there. Break his arm right there. Grabs his arm, starts twisting it. And he's like, all right, McFly, you're asking for it. And Lorraine's like, Biff, please don't do it, Biff. Um, but before Marty can get there, Biff has to get some self, or uh, George gets some self-confidence. <laughs> he, she, she tries, Lorraine tries to like push Biff away. And George is like, sees Biff push her down and it's just laughing maniacally. Like, I'm going to rape this girl. I'm going to break this kid's arm. No one can stop me. I'm this drunk, bully character. I'm a horrible person. But at the last, the music's like, dun, 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 dun. You see one it's- finger close and then all the fingers close and form a fist for george mcfly and he slowly but surely gets this angry face he's like you wouldn't like me when i'm angry and he turns <laughs> into the hulk i'm just kidding he just punches biff right in the face square in the face knocks him out one punch spins around Woo! knocked out biff's out for the count and then lorraine is like looking up at george and sees that he's a fighter and is willing to fight for her and knock him out and she's like are you okay and they're just infatuated they're in love grabs each other's hand and he's amazing the high version of it and they walk into the dance together leaving biff's body on the <laughs> ground rightfully so and everyone kind of rushes over to see what's going on that's when marty shows up like oh yes way to go dad you did it could have worked out better than i planned yeah looks at the picture but uh-oh the sister's gone the sister's gone it's almost him it's just his yeah it's almost just him left and he's like oh right shoot goes back to the band because like there's no band there's no music they can't 
he ta- tries to explain they it. He's can't like, kiss. They can't fall in love. They have history. <laughs> yeah, he tries to explain it. He's like, if they, there's no music. They can't dance. They can't dance. They can't kiss. They can't fall in love. I'm history. <laughs> and then Marvin's like, hey, man, the dance is over. Like, I got my hand sliced open. Unless you know someone else who can play guitar. Bang. <laughs> Cut right to Marty just playing Great. the guitar. It's such a perfect transition. He's just like, Earth Angel. Earth Angel. Sounds good. I like that song. That's a good song. <laughs> um, Marty is trying to trying to play as he's like feeling like he's starting to go he's starting to disappear disappear. uh and then george they're dancing this is a weird like (laughs) thing to add into the movie just to like make it longer i guess i don't know make more suspense you see this random nerd character geek he's just like scram mcfly cutting in and he's just like he has this maniacal laugh like (laughs) you just beat up the bullies of the bullies yeah now you can't scam to this geek yeah come on see he he got because like biff's a different story now it's just some random guy now he has to fight for what he got you know I don't know. <laughs> but he shows up, punch, and he's like, how am I going to do it? He looks like he's going to turn around. Marty's disappearing. He's like, I can't play. And it's like, dun 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 And he's like, she's like, <laughs> slow motion. <laughs> Him laughing. Lorraine's crying, George, please help me. And he's like turning around, and then Marty looks at his hands, and the hand is slowly disappearing. And you're starting to get the chills. You're like, oh, no, oh what's going to happen? And you're like, he's like, George. He's like getting sick. And then all of a sudden, George shows up, pushes him down. Excuse me. Dun, 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 and then kisses her and is like Earth and he stands right up and he's like it's amazing comes right back alive the picture shows back up you get chills i get chills every time i watch them like oh that's so awesome oh yes it's so great i get chills in all the movies all back to the future there's always one scene that i'm just like oh that's the best scene in the movie. that's my favorite scene of him just standing back up and he's like i can do it you know playing at the dance um Basically, he saved the dance, saved saved them both. He waves the George. himself. Saves the waves the George. I love that. Yep, he's like because the the hand <laughs> moving, whatever. I love it. Um, he's like, oh, let's do another one. He's like, no, I gotta go. I literally gotta, I literally have to go. Otherwise, I'm I'm stuck I'm in 1955. Yeah, but like, oh, I I guess you can play one more. <laughs> okay, Marty. Um, he's like, all right, this is an oldie where I come from, but let's play it. Uh, and then he just plays Johnny Be Good on stage. He, he, he invented rock and roll. He invented rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Marty McFly is so cool. He invents rock and roll and the skateboard. And the skateboard. So two of the coolest things ever. And Darth Vader. And Darth Vader. <laughs> and Darth Vader. He invents all this stuff. Um, he plays Johnny Be Good. Everyone's into it. Everyone's loving it. And he's obviously singing it. Not really. Obviously not Michael J. Fox. But he it. does a good job lip syncing and. Live in a country boy named Johnny Be Good. Go go. Go, yeah. Janet, go, good, go. It's such a cool climate. It's such a cool finale. It's kind of like, all oh, right, now we can celebrate. Yeah, yeah. everything's good. Uh, but then he kind of goes all crazy. He goes ACDC on it. Uh, and he just, yeah, it. he just, he's, you know, on the ground, like, sliding, soloing, and everyone's like, what? what? Like, he, he went way too hard, way too fast. <laughs> and they're like, they don't understand. He's just soloing, and nothing happens. And all of a sudden, he's just like, all right. I guess you guys aren't ready for that. But your kids are gonna love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so awesome. Great line. And then he leaves. And he's like, "Oh, uh, Lorraine, how's it going?" And right before he leaves, he's like, "Oh, Calvin, that was very interesting music." <laughs> <laughs> George asked if he can take me home, and I'm like, "Oh, he's like, oh, great. I've got a feeling about you too." And uh, <laughs> hey, uh, if you guys ever uh, have a kid that sets fire to the room rug when he's eight years old, go easy on him. And like, okay, okay. bye, random thing to bye, say. Calvin Klein. Our last interaction ever. <laughs> and, then he, and then he he's like, Marty, will we ever see you again? Do they have any speculation of why he wouldn't be there? Like you're only you only went to the school he for was... a week with no classes, and you just no. I guess he's just there and gone. There and gone. Mysterious he's he's on vacation or something. Who knows? Um, but she's Lorraine leaves like, oh, Cal or Marty, such a nice name. 
I'm gonna name my third kid after <laughs> after you. <laughs> but he leaves exactly like you. Leaves heads off to the town center, and you you're like, damn, where is that kid? Damn, damn, damn. It's always intercut with like Doc like freaking out, and, like yep. the storms coming, looking at all these clocks. Marty shows up and like, okay. Doc, we gotta go. I never knew we had it in him. It's all, it's all good. Here's the picture. We're all saved. He knocked him out with one punch. It's great. And he's like, he never stood up to Biff ever in his life. And he's like, never. Wait, never. Okay, no time for that now. We gotta go. <laughs> uh, and then he start to get everything ready. He's like, all right, we'll see you in about thirty years. He's like, I, I hope I'll see you again. You know, he's kind of like Marty. Mm-hmm. Marty still is like, oh, you're gonna, Sad. you're gonna get shot. Never seen ever. Doc. Um, but Doc finds the letter that Marty wrote him. He's like, it's about this? the future. Mm-hmm. I can't say this. He starts ripping it up. He's like, this can't be happening. And he's like, all right. The worst moment. I got to tell you right now. But then all of a sudden the storm's coming. And he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. You don't have got time for this, Marty. <laughs> but neither does Doc, apparently. You know, this is his last chance you can save his mm-hmm. life. No. Um, but basically everything starts to break down with the cords and wiring. Like the wiring starts to fall off. It's like, literally the most stressful so- <laughs> situation you could ever be in. It's nothing is going right. Literally nothing is going right. <laughs> Everything the car apart. breaks down. The tree falls on the wire. The wires are getting unplugged. It's like <laughs> you, I'll grab you the rope, pull it up, and Doc is up there trying to plug it back in, falling off of the clock tower as things are breaking as he's trying to like and the music fix it it's and the music's building. So suspenseful. And Marty's trying to yell at him as as lightning is sh- shooting by and storming. He's like, I have to tell you about the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can't hear it because it turns right to ten o'clock and he only got four minutes. He's like, go go. And then he goes out and he's like, "Okay, I only have had more time. I, mean, I got a time machine. I can do all the, anything <laughs> I wanted." Um, they head off and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go back early. I'm gonna go back ten minutes early and warn him, not thinking about the consequences of. Oh, I'm just gonna show up where Doc is, where I'm at the exact same time. Yeah, show up with the second DeLorean. Like, yeah, you don't think that's gonna? You're like, just not thinking. And if you warn him, like right before that happens, and they leave the scene, then you have two Martys in 1885 because Marty's not gonna go back." 1885? 1985, sorry. <laughs> sorry, two Martys in 1985. Yep. 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 Because, <laughs> right, like, it wouldn't make sense, right? No. But he's not thinking. No, he's not. Marty's never thinking. He's always he's always one step behind, doesn't understand what's going on. He's like, wait, Slow. how does this happen? I don't understand. Um, But, yeah, Marty goes off into the, time, into the DeLoreans, way miles away. Get ready. Two miles. No, he's not, well, he's not two miles away. He's, he's like whatever distance he needed to be to go to 88 miles per oh, hour yeah, right yeah, when he, yeah. the lightning strikes. But the music's building. He's like, dun, dun, dun. Starts to start the car. The car doesn't start. As Doc's hanging off the thing, trying to attach it. And it's, it's very stressful, like you said. It's awful. But eventually, Awfully stressful. <laughs> he's able to attach it. Slides down. <laughs> like He has to slide down like a zip line because it got detached multiple places. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's like one minute left. And he, you see Marty coming down the street the road. as as he's trying to plug everything in and he's like doc doc and then you see the lightning strike and the lightning goes down the thing and plugs, plugs it in. in right as it strikes that <laughs> you think he would have gotten electrified and shot back like multiple feet you know or, or something yeah. like that as marty slides back as he looks back and hits it right at the exact moment yes the lightning strikes the flux capacitor goes 88 miles an hour fire and we see doc we go up to the clock tower, and there's a helicopter. You go down, it's all trash. You know it's the 80s now. It's in the 80s. <laughs> they did it. And we see, well, at first we see Doc like, yeah, screaming like oh, celebration, yeah, yeah. you know, and like keep that in mind. That comes back into play in future movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Marty's like, oh, I made it, even though he crashed into, like, a building or something like that. In the like, movie theater. <laughs> yeah, he, cra- he literally crashed in the movie theater. He tries to get back in the car. Of course, the car doesn't start again. He's like, no, no, this is nuts. And he sees the Libyans drive by in their van. Oh, great. And, and so Marty going has to go two miles to Hill, to where this the mall was because back in the 50s, it was two miles away. From Hill Valley yeah, to there. To, yeah, to Twin Pine Mall slash Lone Pine Mall. So Marty has to run two miles in ten minutes. We we have he to. He does pick, it. Yeah, he does it. He runs a five minute mile. Impressive. It, it, with jeans on and the vest on and everything, he runs the whole thing. Super impressed. It's very impressed. It's too cool. <laughs> runs all the way back there. Actually, he runs it faster than when he left, because he got there before. He was even shot. Yeah, he got there even a few minutes. Like <laughs> he did it even quicker. It was like a nine, like a nine eight, eight to nine minute mile, two miles. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, he had he heads off there, basically, and you see Doc get shot. You see other Marty, Marty two. No bastard! <laughs> and he's, basically, the events of the first of the beginning of the movie play out. Yep. Marty jumps in the DeLorean, and you see it time travel and see the Libyans crash. Poof, rushes down to Doc. He's like, "I'm so sorry, Doc. I failed." But Doc wakes up. Wakes up. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. What if he got shot in the face? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a risk he's willing to take, I guess, <laughs> because he's like pulls out the letter he ripped up he's like what about all that talk about the, the space-time continuum what's that doc i figured what the hell Woo! great line but also doc that's very uh no it's cool all right don't it's, question <laughs> it's cool but also at the same time like it's very irresponsible doc yep you're always preaching about like you gotta be responsible with time travel and the repercussions could be disastrous but you're just like what the hell what the hell <laughs> that's your attitude towards it <laughs> <laughs> but yay doc survives takes him back home Marty still lives in the same house because time has changed, but it's not what he thought it was. He nope. wakes up the next morning and everything's changed. His mom's so thin. Dad is a successful author. Uh, his brother is like a business suit guy now, and yep. his sister is like has all the boys chasing her. And Multiple boys. All the, the house, all the future furniture looks different. And the whole house looks like yep. redone. It's great. It looks great, and he's like, "What?" He has what no idea this? what's going on. And he's like, "Marty, I always wear a suit to the office. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and he's like, "Mom, you look so thin." <laughs> He's like, oh, Marty. He's, he's like, oh, it's tonight the night of the big day. Aren't you guys going to the lake? He's like, uh, the car is wrecked. Okay. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they go out and they see the car's not wrecked. Biff's waxing her up right now. The rapist. The rapist. They, they you kept. Brought, so you got a good point. Why would they keep him? <laughs> why, are they keeping, why are they keeping him around? <laughs> like, why are you even hiring him and paying him money? Yeah, I know. It's it's. It's got It's got to be something that, like, they're getting off on that, you know? <laughs> like, they're like, oh, like, you, now you serve yeah. me. Like, now you're you're my bitch, Biff, you know? Yeah. You treated me badly all these years. <laughs> and he's like, well, if it wasn't for Biff, we never would have fallen in love. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to keep <laughs> him around for that. Like, this is a traumatic thing for her, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like. Yep. This is not a good idea. And then Biff's like, you got a package. I think it's your new book, George. Hi, Marty. And he's just super nice. And like, yep. it's just like, where's this, where's this Biff coming from? You know, he's just like timid and everything. We see he wrote a book about, it's called A Match Made in Space by George McFly. <laughs> uh, and it's basically, it, it looks like him and uh, Lorraine and then like the, like the Darth Vader yep. thing, whatever. Um, it's like a giant novel. Like the book is huge. Like, <laughs> but, uh, Biff is like, oh, here's your keys, Marty. It's all waxed up, ready for tonight. He's like, what? Opens the garage and he sees he's got that 4x4 that he saw from the beginning. We forgot to talk about, but he has a 4x4 <laughs> truck now. So literally everything in his life got better. Yep. Everything in his life got better because of him. So like, he didn't change. Everything in his life changed for the better. For him. For him. Just for him. <laughs> his little life. Jennifer shows up and he's like, 
oh, you're Marty, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. He's like, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> Before they can kind of like go take a ride in the truck and they're having a great time, guess who shows up? Doc. Doc Brown. Doc Looking Brown. all crazy. He's got two ties on that are clear. He's got the crazy glasses and yellow trench coat and these crazy looking shoes. He's like, Marty, you got to come back with me. And he's like, what? <laughs> Doc, where, where are you going? He's like, back to the future. Uh, he starts grabbing garbage and throwing in Mr. Fusion. And he's like, well, Doc, I, I just got here. We got Jennifer's here. We got to take the new truck for a spin. He's like, well, bring her along. This concerns her too. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, what's well, your kids, Marty? Something's got to be done about your kids. And they, it's like sets up the sequel perfectly as they pull out of the driveway. The car can fly now. Yep. Oh, we forgot to talk about that. Doc went to the future. He went 30 years in the future. <laughs> and when he, dro- yeah, he, he dropped him off, he's like, all right, all right, I'll see you later, Marty. And he leaves that night and then comes back the next day pick him up and he's like all right we gotta worry about your kids jennifer and marty you guys turn out fine but your kids are gonna grow crazy and they dun, 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 dun. And he's like hey doc we don't have enough road to get up to 88 miles per hour he's like roads where we're going we don't need roads closes the glasses yeah it's so oh, Shh, such flies. a great line delorean can fly and it's like gotta get back in time two original songs two huey lewis songs both the themes in the movie of great perfect <laughs> and that's back to the future that's back to the future part one to be continued is this say, does it say to be continued no, i don't think on this one it does i don't think so because they don't think they even knew they were gonna have a sequel yeah there you go part what, one what do you think of it great movie perfect movie one of my favorite amazing. movies ever made for sure yeah it's so amazing it's so funny it's so original the writing's great writing is acting's great amazing yeah it's everything <laughs> about it i love i love I can't wait to have you back to talk about the second and third one, so Part we can kind of uh, go into more of the story and like the more theories and stuff, and the more like uh, the more. build, the build up and everything to it. Because I just love the story so much. Interconnected, yeah. The trilogy is so, so amazing because the first one is not even meant to be a trilogy, but yet they built two of them off of that movie so perfectly, and I love it. I love how well it's it so establishes fluid. it. Yeah. But the first one, standalone movie by itself, one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. I don't understand how people can not like it. I, I guess I can see because they're like, oh, it weirds you out with the mom incest stuff. But that, <laughs> that's not what he... He's not trying to do it. He's trying to get away he's from her. He's trying that. to get away from her, and she doesn't realize it's her son. It's not intentional, guys. Yeah, come on, people. Everybody, get I don't know anyone it. who doesn't like this movie, though. I know one person. <laughs> he just talked to me today. Zach, I'm calling you out, man. You gotta ah, like this movie, on. dude. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of my favorite movies ever. I think it's one, like, probably in top easily top 10 maybe top five i don't know but i consider it like a perfect movie man yep so like i wouldn't change anything no it's absolutely perfect i guess maybe we'll make it i don't know no it's it's perfect the, the rape thing is just like oh this is it gets real dark real quick it well, just yeah, makes it you hate dark. him you know but yeah it's, we have some weird theories about you know the biff connection you know yeah thank you for joining me for this episode of back to the future yep, backtrack it was fun loads of fun we gotta get back we gotta go we gotta talk about wait, this. Wait, wait. we gotta we gotta go back to the future to talk about this one in two weeks Woo! how's that gonna work we're gonna time tra- we're gonna time travel there. time travel see there now then. okay we'll see you then all right everybody thank you for listening all of our socials and stuff is in the description if you want to follow us or support the show in that way please do so mm-hmm. please like and subscribe or no please you know <laughs> like like the show and all your whatever podcast. five stars yeah whatever your ratings you're gonna do in this show you know just give us good ratings and give us good reviews. It'll really help the show out, you know, if you want to. Uh, other than that, thank you very much for listening all this way. Go ahead and check out the back catalog if you want to check out any more episodes. All and right. I'll see you guys next week.
Bye bye. Bye. I am your density. I mean, your destiny. Papa. <laughs>